Grammys, great sex starts with chocolate, and everyone knows that our favorite chocolate is Alice Mushrooms, and they have an all-new sexy flavor called Happy Ending, which is composed of nine potent aphrodisiacs that enhance sexual wellness in every capacity, from lubrication to arousal to increased sensitivity, stamina, and heightened pleasure, and we have a discount code for you. Go to www.alicemushrooms.com to get 20% off using the code RAM20. Let us know what you think and enjoy. (laughs) Welcome back to Right Answers Mostly, a podcast on what you didn't learn in history class, but you really wanted to. My name is Tess Palomo. And my name's Claire Donald. Sorry, I just like rushed through that. I just was like, I need to, we need to tell the kids that we're a little giggly. (laughs) Of course. And you guys know what that means if we're a little giggly. We are a little giggly. I can like take a moment. I can settle down. Yes, Emma. Let's take a deep breath together. Ready? Everyone, even if you're driving, let's all take a deep breath. Ready? Inhale. And exhale. Wow. That that is nice. That was so nice, Claire. Thank you. I can't believe we've never done that before. I can't believe. Man, do we need it. Like, we need to tell each other that more often. I I agree. (sighs) Yeah, it's just like, (laughs) you know, we've been in a a storm for the past three days. It's been just a little bit of a a week. Yeah, it's been crazy energy. So welcome to a podcast why you didn't learn history gospel really wanted to. If this is your first episode, buckle up, buttercup. Buckle up, buttercups. Um, (laughs) That's for for sure. That is for sure. How are you besides needing to take a deep breath? We're high, by the way, if you didn't get that with the giggly, but I'm sure you did. Yeah, truly high. I was just telling Claire, I've taken like a little bit of a weed break in my life, and so... You know, when you get back into it, even a couple of hits, you're like, hot Hello. and heavy. I also feel like you you have a sensitivity. I know I do. Like, I've never been able to take more than a five milligram at once. I'm so jealous. Can you take, like, a 20? No, 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 no. That would be dark times. Okay. Um, 10 is when we're going for it. We're going to the moon. Yeah, we're going to the moon. And, and hopefully back. And hopefully back. And it's, like, a, a nice going to the moon. But any more than that, I think. I've taken more than 10 in a day. Yeah, yeah, but at once. But at once, no. Well, I stopped by the dispensary day because originally Claire and I wanted the cans yes. to drink and sip on because of the essence of today's episode. And the guy was like, the only thing we have here is 100 milligram cans. And I was like, can you imagine if we brought one into no. Spotify? When you- <laughs> and what would happen Spotify to us at the would end be of like, that? Holy shit. They would have to like carry us out. <laughs> They'd have to be like an ambulance when here. When you said 100 milligrams, I was like, surely she means 10 milligrams. Oh, no, I even asked him. I was like, 100? And he was like, well, you can space it out. You can take your How? time. I was like, after one sip, it would be five. Literally. Like, not a mathematician, but. Those cans aren't that large. That would have to be like a Route 44. And it just looks Sonic like- early, you know, to like make it make sense. Well, it was also just like such scary like design I was just like this is like making me panic I can't I was like let's just go back to a joint what we know and love and that's what we have done and it's all in honor of this week's episode of course it is which I'm I'm proud of you for taking on you know sometimes you find yourself you know on a Monday mm-hmm. stormy day yeah looking out the window and then you're like oh yeah I'm researching Bob Marley for work <laughs> And like where How did I get here How did I get here I literally had this conversation I have a friend staying with me right now And she was like How amazing that you and your friend Get to just like research And educate yourself on random things And whoever thought that for you Would be Bob Marley Who would have thought I know Yeah there's like this one There's been a few other ones That have shocked me Of like oh Like Silk Road was something That shocked me But then really stayed with me Silk Road is the Amazon for drugs And we have a whole episode about it And it was one of my favorites Same So I hope that this will be in the same same light I think I was like 
well, we did that poll and you guys really wanted to hear it. Yes. Secondly, there's the Bob Marley movie coming out. And so we thought this would just be good timing in case people want to know a little bit more. Yeah, because I do. Because the guy playing him is so hot. He is really hot. And like often after biopics, I feel like after Elvis Mm -hmm. and even Priscilla, like you just want to know like a bit more. Tammy Faye Baker. Tammy Faye. Yeah, she was the OG one that we did. Yes. Like you want to just know like a little bit more details. I agree. And so that's why we're here. But yeah, still like. Yeah, and well, when she said that you're when you voted for it, if you follow us on Instagram or TikTok at Right Answers Mostly, we always keep you up to date. And if you if you want to be even more up to date, you can join our Patreon for seven ninety nine because we tell you the upcoming episodes. But on top of that, you get two bonus episodes a month, and our whole catalog of episodes are on there. Um, our um episode that we talk about ex boyfriends and like ex famous friends. Yeah, that that one has been getting some comments lately. I mean, because I think people are just like, holy shit. Claire. I, mean, I mean, it's Claire. It's me. It's very different no, stories. No, no, no. We have. You have some stories in it's there, fu- too. They're all fun and juicy, but some are juicier than others. And it's all on Patreon for $7.99. You know we have to put our privacy behind a pay- paywall. paywall. Of course. We need to respect ourselves. Yes. And our... <laughs> Friends. Respect ourselves. And our old friends that don't talk to us anymore. Exactly. So um, the link is in the show notes. Check it out. That was gorgeous plugging. Thank you. Gorgeous promotion. Like, I had to get it in. She's good. She's smooth. She's smooth, kids. <laughs> um, but before we start, how how are you? I'm good. Um, like I said, I'm I'm glad to be here. I'm really curious to learn about Bob Marley because mm-hmm. I know nothing about him. I started watching the trailer and you were like, turn it off. I was like, all of my surprises are now yes. lost. So they're being turned off. But um, yeah, I'm just excited to learn about him. That's how I am. That's good. And drinking an Americano, that like really hits I right now. I really regret not getting coffee. <laughs> Every time you take a sip of the matcha, you're like, what the fuck? Usually I like really like the taste of matcha. This tastes like a, it does just taste like dirt. Uh, well, that's like, well, you didn't get sweetened. I know, but I put like a whole packet of stevia in it. Oh, uh, maybe you needed like three. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did. Um, yeah. Well, what do you know about Bob Marley? <laughs> Um, well, I was thinking, like, I cannot get out of my head Ramona Singer saying reggae, reggae music, reggae, and Carol being like, it's reggae, which, of course, if anyone was going to pronounce reggae like that with a disrespect, it's going to be Ramona fucking Singer. Of course it is. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. Reggae. So my experience with Bob Marley and reggae music. Um, yes. Bravo to start, of course. Of course. Always, it all goes back to Bravo. Um, I Like I said, it was, like, classic, like, middle school girl like when you we went to Destin Florida trash 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 is for us um we always put on this episode's gonna be a rocky I'm crying already (laughs) but I don't know much more than that I do um associate him with weed of course. And so we love that. And that is, um, he's a king in my eyes for that. So, um, but besides that, we're talking about like white people are obsessed with Bob Marley. There's always that guy <laughs> that, that always you know. Is. Or multiple, actually. And I know one specifically, and I know you're listening right now. A shout out to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, sweet angel. Yeah, privacy. <laughs> you keep us young. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like my connotation is similar of like, which I was telling you the other day, I was like, why? Like, Bob Marley does bring me back to seventh grade. Same. And I remember that my friend who went to a different school than me, and if you're listening, Lindsay, 
Hi. Hi, Lindsay. Um, protect your last name, but you know you know who you are. Uh-huh. And she was like the cool girl. Mm. She like went to a public school and then would come visit us and be like, Not oh, a like... girl who went to a public school. No, yeah. We were like these little like <laughs> private school kids being like, what's it like out there? What's it like meeting people and experiencing the world? It's <laughs> so funny. You know, like she just like knew like good music. Yeah. She had a lot of friends. She like every guy that I had a crush on, she ended up dating. And she always wore this Bob Marley shirt. <laughs> she tested me a picture. I'm like, Lindsay, we're going to post it. Yeah, <laughs> it was on my time hop. And I was like, this is what I remember of just being like, I'll never be a girl like you. Yeah. Like I'll never be effortless. that cool. Effortless. When we were also talking about like every movie with the beach opens up with um, Could This Be Love? Of course. Blue yeah. Crush. Um, also on the office where what's her face is like, I remember what Bob Marley says, no woman, no cry. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So, you know, he's really just like impacted the culture. He's impacted the culture. He definitely has. Also, I did not mean to insult public school (laughs) children. We know. We're totally joking. You know what I mean by that? That I was just like this little sheltered nerd. Of course. We're we're all on the same page. Okay, perfect. Of course, I have to. No, you don't need to panic about that. Have to panic before we start (laughs) panicking even more. Okay, test pulled together. So... (laughs) So my my sources for today, yes, a New New Yorker article. Oh, New Yorker, very like cool cousin. Honestly, like, is that the cool, cool girl? Uncle. I mean, of course, it is the cool cousin who you see once every few years because she's always traveling, smoking cigarettes, and she's like, "Why do I have to come to this like family function?" And then, but like, she pulls you aside and like confides in you for a second, and you're like, "I've and, been blessed," and like tells you something that you've never heard before yeah. about like the world. Exactly. Wow. Okay, so that was one of them. We keep adding new family members every day. We have to. And then we have Wikipedia. Mm. Stepfather. Of course. And then we have a Rolling Stone article. We've used we've used the source a few times that I do think we need to claim. Rolling Stone is male to me. A hundred percent. You're... Say it. Uncle? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Your older uncle who's a little kooky. Yeah. Always playing the guitar, like the electric guitar. You're always like, do you have a job? Yeah, 100%. But he also knows so much. He know, he, and he's cool. Yeah. Like, probably the New Yorker's dad. What? <laughs> we should make a family tree. We have to make a family tree. We will. Oh, uh, guys, now the creative juices are flowing. Yeah, now this is what we're talking about with that creative sativa. Of course, we needed it. Love. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a quote okay. by um, Michael Gilmore from The Rolling Stone. Mm. And he says... Marley wasn't singing about how peace could come easily to the world, but rather how hell on earth comes easily to too many. His songs were his memories. He had lived with the wretched. He had seen the downpressers and those who they pressed down. Whoa. Wow. So it's kind of like, yeah, he wasn't just like, I think a lot of people associate him with just like happy beach. Yeah. You know, like a little bit like lighter and like this man saw some shit and like had some really dark times. Three Little Birds is actually about, like, a tortured soul. I'm just kidding. That song is actually so lovely in the Casey version. Oh, oh my God. Oh, did she? Why was she at the Grammys, by the way? Was she nominated for that she song? She won for, with Zach Bryan for I Remember Everything. Oh, my God. I didn't even know. Rightly so. We're going to be talking all about the Golden Globes on our Patreon tomorrow. And the Grammys, it, which is what you are just talking about. That is what I meant. But we're also going to go back to the Golden Globes months ago. But it's on our Patreon, so check it out. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, we're going to, like, we need to gossip a little bit. Yeah. We need to talk some shit. We need to. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Bob. Little Bobby. Can you guess his sign? Is he? Is he an Aquarius? Yes! <laughs> I feel like Aquarius's shout out to you, Alice, and um, 
I was just about to start naming off every Aquarius and I won't that I know. Um, but like very kind of like they have a, something about them that you're like, what's that all about? You know? And they're kind of like doing their own thing. That is the perfect way to describe it. Like with yeah. love and light, like a little bit of odd ducks. Yes. Which not like you, the Alice. best way. But like sometimes where you're just like, there is a mystery. A mystery about Aquarius is 100%. There is an unpredictability. Yes. And every Aquarius, I'm like, of course. Of course, yeah. Yeah. It just makes sense. Wow. So yeah, he was born and perfect too for. And perfect. A- and perfect for Aquarius season. Oh, 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 yes. Um, of course. Um, which we're in right now. Yes. Um, so, yeah, he was born February 6, 1945 in St. Anne Parish, Jamaica. So, this is interesting. So, he was born, his mom was named Sidella Malcolm, and she was a young black woman. She was 17 years old when she had him. Oh, jeez. Um, she had descended from the Cromonte tribe, who as slaves had staged the bloodiest uprising in the island's plantation era. And Bob's father was a 59-year-old. Ew. Mm-hmm. This is really tough. White dude who was um, a cement engineer in Britain's Navy and then at one point a plantation overseer. Oh, God. And you know, like, when you're doing research about, like, this time and, like, these situations where it's like, oh, they met and they had, and you're like, there was something not, like, it didn't say that he assaulted her. I mean, but it's like. But if, but. But I think we could. I think we could guess. guess. And so, like, things said seduced her. And I'm just, like, always now, like, a little bit more, like, wary of that language. I'm like. Totally. She was 17 years old. And it was the 40s and she's a black woman and he's this white, like, Navy guy. Which I got, you know, to just call it ignorance. Like, obviously, I don't know that much about Jamaican history. But, like, that is wild that, like, in the 40s there were plantation owners and enslaved people. No, I know. It's wild. Wow. I mean, it didn't say much about, like, how they met. And that's why I'm just like, I'm assuming this is not great. Yeah. But he promised that he would marry her. And he did. But then he left her after Bob was born because he was like, Ugh. I don't want disinheritance from my family. So it seems like it was the secret thing, even yeah, though he did marry was. her. So I was like, what What was that logic? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, there's no logic there. He wasn't I mean, thinking. This is a six-year-old gross man yeah no kidding okay. no kidding let's, let's and so he was very rich um he, if there was like an inheritance he was rich but then so he leaves oh, um and she's like 18 and, and then, has like a baby yes um he was around providing financial support i think until bob was six and then they actually separated like they got divorced oh so he would they he they were still together were but still, he just left yeah he just was like literally never around he would like send them money i think it was like this like big secret i mean not that it's like some noble thing but i'm glad he at least sent money but only till he was 6 well then so yeah so he stops sending money and then he ends up dying actually from oh. a heart attack when bob is 10 oh. so he's like really not a prominent figure no. in his life um but his mother really is and like he contributes a lot of his like artistry and creativity and spirituality. I mean, and like he's a mama's boy through and through. I'm not surprised. Also Moms that, are the best. That name, Sidella, is very pretty. Sidella, I've never heard of. I've never heard it either. That I was like, that's, that's gorgeous. Um, but of course, you know, he is teased as he's growing up for his biracial makeup. He's often called the little yellow boy oh or the God. German boy. And I think like black kids are looking at him being like, you know, we. We can assume who one of your parent is and, like, yeah. that makes us not want to be exactly. around you. And we, we've seen that with some subjects, too. We have. Yeah, we talked about that a lot in, like, even the Whitney Houston episode. Yeah, even, yeah just people feeling torn between two communities. Exactly. And it's not fair. And he definitely did. Um, so after the money 
is not really flowing from the dad anymore because he's gone. Because he's dead. And he's dead. Because he's dead. Because he's dead. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Every episode we have away. We can't help it. We can't help it. Um, so he and his mom have to move to this place called Trenchtown, which is a West Kingston slum named for the sewer that ran through it. Ugh. So this was in no means a glamorous, no glamorous childhood. Um, God. So he's sharing like a house service as like sharing quarters with this kid named Neville Livingston, later known as Bunny Whaler, who is a famous um, Jamaican singer songwriter. Oh, I was like, I know. I was like, drum roll. <laughs> Um, but even when, when I was researching, I was like, oh, I didn't know who that was. Yeah. Um, oh, he grew up with him? So, it, yes. So they share they share quarters, and they begin to develop a friendship, and they start playing music together, and they're like, let's fucking jam. And they're like just very kindred spirits from the beginning. Wow. And then Sidella ends up getting with Bunny's dad. Oh, really? That's a dream situation for and those so, kids. So literally, they're like, it's like that scene in The Parent Trap. <laughs> We're, 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 we're not sisters. We're, we're twins. twins. They're like, we're not friends. We're brothers. Oh, I love that. I know. That's nice. And so this is nice. Like, it's obviously not the best situation for him as a kid, but he really finds a love in music and, and Bunny. Um, and um, Sidella doesn't stay married to this guy long. But oh, that's sad. she doesn't end up marrying this guy named Edward Booker, who's a civil servant from the United States. And then she has more kids with him. But it was like, it was a time. It was a time. It was a time. Um, so Bob and Bunny. Sounds so funny to say together. Bob and Bunny. I know. Bob and Bunny. Was he a Robert or is he just a Bob? Do you know? He's just a Bob. He's just, wow. Just a Bob. What a choice to name a baby Bob. Baby Bob. <laughs> baby Bob. Wow. That is like, Yeah. It's like whenever you like meet a kid that's named like we have a listener who DM'd us um, who had a relative named Clyde and they're like who names a baby Clyde? I was like that's fitting. It's so cute. (laughs) And who names a baby Bob? Already some kind of like parallels between the two subjects. By the way, the Devil's Back Porch, the um, that the sewer town that is that is true. Um, Trenchtown, Trenchtown, yes. Um, so Bob and Bunny's music explorations deepened. They're listening to R&B from the United States. They're also being really influenced by New Orleans and mm. starting to um, explore ska music. Yeah. And they're like, damn. They're like, all of these different worlds are kind of like coming to us. And like, let's let's try to make our own sound and let's try to form a band. Because isn't it every kid's dream? Yes. And I'm like, don't you wish you could go back to your youth and like – play more music and then try to start a band. Sometimes I feel like sick when I think about it. I can't. Of how like I gave up on I know. piano. I think my parents were like you have to play it until I was maybe like 15. Oh, you played piano that long? I feel like you'd be able to pick it up. I played piano for like 5 years, I think. Wow. Or maybe 6 years. And I and my mom played me a little snippet of myself the other day and I was like I was better than I thought I was. She's talented. <laughs> but I didn't I hated it. Mm. I hated it. I know, but do you think I think it, that's just wasted on the youth. I think I would love it now. I know. But then they and say that, like, if you s- start to try to pick up an instrument when you're older, like, you're not going to, like, get it as quickly. I know. It's like, the same so thing sad? with the language, too. Like, things in life that, like... But we should just try anyways. That's, that's true. Bob yeah. and Bunny meet Claire and Tess. <laughs> you're going to have a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I do wish I could sing. I really do. Oh, me too. But, God, that's for another time. Um, okay, so then they're like, let's form a band. And they get this other kid named Peter Tosh. Mm-hmm. To be involved. And so now the three of them are playing together. How old are they like, at this point? Are I, they like teenagers? They're teenagers. Okay. Um, 
their band names they had like a creative session and they're like okay throw it all out there which i'm like these are all really cute their band names were the teenagers the wailing rude boys the wailing whalers and then the whalers which they became famous for yeah okay the whalers the whalers sound so the whalers are a popular group the whalers is bob's group oh bob is in a group his entire life what and he also does things independently but he is like in a band so i again like i really didn't know that much about bob marley so i'm sure if you guys are bob marley lovers you're like of course but well well, yeah i i know and forgive me i i also was like i just i always pictured him like performing solo which he did but like a lot of the drama and the story and a lot of like his journey is through like like a band having like issues because they always do they always do well the name the whalers does sound familiar in my mind somewhere isn't it a good name yeah it is cute it is cute it's cute um so they end up recording four songs at jamaica's first ever recording studio which was later sold to bob's record label in 1981 like but they like founded this small little independent studio and like that's where they were work like working and creating as they were teenagers and like that's really it's really nice in jamaica i know wow i know so the Whalers, they're finally discovered by this guy named Coxone Dodd, a well-known producer. Um, and he's like, I see you guys. I see you growing. Let me help you. He's like, fine. He's like, if, at first I was like, here we go. They're going to be like taken advantage of. Yeah. Like, there's not really much to him. Oh, that's good. Um, and they have this single, Simmer Down, that became a number one in February 1964, selling an estimated 70,000 copies. A number one worldwide? Number one in Jamaica. Okay, okay, got it. But still, well, like... I was going to say, because it's like, Jamaica is a small island. So yep. Like, already I'm just, like, sitting back and thinking, like, this major massive person coming out of, especially his background already, is crazy. I know. And, like, when... I was hearing things of like, oh, they were listening to music from New Orleans and like it is such a small country. Yes. It's like it takes a longer just to get different influences and totally. And yeah, that that's an interesting part of the story. Um, so they kind of have like a little bit of success, but of course, like in everything we talk about on Ram, when people start to there's no money. There's yeah. no money for a very long time. You're like kidding. even if you're selling hundreds of thousands of copies of something, yeah. like you know, they're they're kind of all struggling. So Bob is like, I should go to United States and I should get a job there. I should like save just because there's more work opportunities yeah. um, and jobs that pay a little bit better. And so he was like, got to get out, save some money, and then I'll come back. Um, and during this time, right before he moves to Delaware, he meets this woman named Rita Anderson, who is a Cuban-born Jamaican singer and songwriter, too. Oh, wow. And they get together. And we're not going to, like, focus much on his romantic life because, like, there's not a lot there. Okay. It says few people he dated, which, like, weren't very well-known. Nothing, like, really juicy. And then all the kids he ends up having. Oh. But he ends up having 11 children. 11? 11 kids. I think two of them are half – or, no, two of them are step, but the rest are, like – A step. Oh, okay. okay. I see. I see. Yeah, but, like, I think he has nine. And is it all different mothers? Um, I think there's seven different moms. Oh, my God. So he's getting around. It's like literally like Nick Cannon. Uh, truly. I, I mean, mean, God, how does anyone have the time? Well, men don't have to do much. That's true, Claire. <laughs> that is true. And thank you for bringing it there. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> he's like, sure, just another one. Yeah, seriously. And they can go for so long. <laughs> They can go for too long. Like, why does the body make it okay that men can still have, like, active sperm and they're, like, it's not okay. Like that Mick even. Jagger has like a two-year-old. Same with um Robert De Niro and um Al Pacino. Also, um, oh no. Wait. 
No, that's not true. Mar- <laughs> Martin Scorsese doesn't have no, a baby, does he? Maybe. No, it's Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yeah. But maybe Martin Scorsese. I mean, he could if he wanted to. And that's the, that's the whole problem, you know? I know. Yeah. I know. It is wild. But we digress. But we digress. So he's with Rita, ends up not being with Rita for a while. There's All I could really find was um, this guy named Kelso, one of Bob's lifelong friends, suggested that he was occasionally rough towards Rita, and she mm. nearly divorced him many times, and it wasn't like wasn't the best relationship. And that's really all I could find about his romantic life. Wow. But I hope the movie goes into it a little bit more. Surely they will because I feel like there's probably information that's not publicly out there that people well, can talk to. And they'll romanticize it and like yes. make it a storyline. We're in the research. I just couldn't find much. And I, I tried my goddamn best. Yeah. You know I did? So back to Delaware. He moved, that's such a random place to move. Well, he's working for a chemical company, which like kind of makes sense. Really? You know? I'm like, I feel like Delaware was such like a place of like... I would, I would like to go to Delaware. I just feel like it's a forgotten state. I know. I'm like, what goes on actually in Delaware? I don't even know what I picture. Me either. But I do picture him working in like labs. Yeah. Um. And so he's doing that. And then he's working on an assembly line. Um, Like factory work. Factory work. Forklift operator mm. at a uh, Chrysler plant. So he's just... And was he, like, trying to pursue music at this point? Or is he like, I'm just going to go try to get some money? At this point, he's like, the music's going to come back to me. Yes. Well, that's nice. I just know it. Um, Yeah, I think he's just like, if I want to keep doing what I love, like, there needs to be a little cash flowing. And just, like, see what the states are don't we know that? Yeah. Don't we know that? Um, But he's, which is actually funny, when he was working there, he, like, had an alias because he was like... Please respect my privacy, which I was like, I don't think anyone would have, like, recognized you. This is the 60s. Oh. He wasn't, like, a thing yet in the United States. But in Jamaica, he was, like, kind of a thing. I think people, I'm like, he was, like, an indie artist, I'd say, at Jamaica at this point. Like, they just really had that one single. It would be like if we ran in, who's, like, a one-hit wonder? Um, Oh, God, who wasn't? I know that's so true. You know, like in Torn. the early 2000s, Brulia. Yeah, I think she's a one-hit wonder. Well, what are her other hits, if I may ask? Oh, that is true. You know, that is true. I just love that song. So I much. mean, I love that song. It's my karaoke too. song. Yeah, it's, it's great. Been a long time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, "I'm gonna go as Donald Marley," and like, please respect Donald. My privacy. Hey, Donald. Wow. Um. So please he... respect my. I'm sorry. <laughs> They'd be like us. Um, yeah, seriously. It's like, mm, you're actually okay. <laughs> when we come in here, we're like, you guys, um, they're like, no, we don't give yep. you as anything. We don't know who you are. Not yet. Not yet. Um, So he was originally raised Catholic because of his dad, which is also funny because like his dad wasn't even fucking around, but yeah. he was like, you raised my boy in the way that I was raised. Oh, shut up. Which like, shut the fuck up. But as he's getting older, he's experiencing different cultures. He goes to the United States. He comes back. He's hearing all these things. Mm. And and also his mom, when he comes back, is like, let's not do the Catholic thing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, have you heard of Rastafari? And Rastafari, also Ra- Rastafariism, uh-huh. is an Abrahamic religion that developed in Jamaica in the 1930s. It is classified as both a religious and social movement. So I, so I think of it, Rasta, as like um, a way of being, It I kind guess. of is. I had no idea it was like a religion. It. Yeah, I mean, like, technically, but it, it does, I think, lean towards more of, like, philosophies of, like, being present yes. and mental health and happy. Like, it is like a... And it was developed in the 30s? It was developed in the 30s in Jamaica. Is there, like, a leader? Because I'm always a little weary about, like, things, you know, being developed later. God, that's you true. You know that, what I mean? That is a very good point. But I hope that it is just love and light. We'll get into it a little bit. Okay. We'll get into, like, also what was going on, like, politically in Jamaica right. and, like, feel, like, out that sort of yeah 
because I actually. But it can't. does seem very like peaceful and. I think so, yeah. but I think there's there's some downsides too. Yeah. Okay. And like I think it's maybe they're a little bit too like oh peace is like. Yeah, well, I'll get into okay, it. Okay, okay. Because I won't be able to make sense right now. Because okay. I'm like, I'm still high, so I gotta just stick to <laughs> stick to the page. I'm like, babe. Don't go, don't go off. Even though I have been, Lord knows I have been. Um, so he and Rita, <laughs> they, Lord knows I have been. They move back to Jamaica. He's like, okay, so money is saved, and they're reunited with the band. And I feel like you know, like when things just change a little oh, Rita bit. Rita moved with him. Yeah, Rita moved with him oh, to Delaware. I thought you were saying that she was like no. Based... Rita stayed around okay, for a it, while, um, but not for long. Okay, okay. Um, and so he sees the band, and I think it's like a little bit of just like, hey, you've been gone. Things change. Mm, we're changing. Yeah. And like they're still fine to be together, but I think they're also like we don't need this like producer dude. Like we can do it on our own. There's some financial disagreements. I think they're all just like feeling like okay, if we're gonna do this, stakes are higher. We're getting yeah. like a little bit more stressed out. And I think Bob is also on this journey. One, because he's, like, changing religions. Mm. And, like, he's really getting into, like, God, the Rastafari. Like, I'm learning Catholicism, too. Like, talk about a journey. Talk about traumatizing. No kidding. Like. Undoing trauma. I, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. That is, you know. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's why we're all in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and this is when Bob is like, guys, you know, I am a Rastafari now. Mm. I, you know, do things differently. And mainly, I smoke so much weed Ay. because marijuana in this religion is like believed to aid in meditation being present self-discovery i agree though. and so it's like yeah you better smoke a bunch of weed because that's oh. when you're going to come to light and maybe like reach a higher power yes. too like in that high so it could be a, a little bit of a problem there maybe you know i, mean, I, I think like anything and like weed yeah. is a drug like yes. it's great like i smoke it whenever i want but like i think to like putting any substance of like this is what's going to make you good or make you achieve and doing it constantly yeah i think can be tough i think i i totally agree you know like i think there is a fine there line. there is too much there's too much there's sometimes, you know <laughs> there is too much of a good thing i mean that is true especially yeah. how they make these joints these days remember back back in back in my day <laughs> weed used to be like you could smoke an entire joint and feel just like if it was like lighter now yeah. they just like pack that it's shit intense. in They're, it's infused it is infused, and yeah. I and I'd like to um to say a quote of of Bob's of speaking about marijuana, mm. and he said of his mar marijuana usage himself. He said, "When you smoke herb, herb reveal yourself to you. All the wickedness you do, the herb reveal itself to you. You're conscious. You show up yourself clear because herb make you meditate. It's the only natural thing, and it grows like a tree." <laughs> not like it's it took a like, hundred years to stay this cadence in it um but i agree and it also like made me a little anxious being like yeah it does it does reveal itself but it really does because if you have stuff that you're thinking about it will reveal itself. it will come to you sometimes at three in the morning yeah when you've been a little high the night in the yeah. evening and it can be intense yeah it can and it is grown from i understand how you could like how they're almost like worshiping it in a way because it's like it's a gift from the earth and it can that do no wrong opens your mind and sometimes it can yeah like you know we've all had bad experiences yeah and with this transition claire we're gonna play a little game oh called gosh. how much of a stoner are you <laughs> oh my gosh i'm so excited it reminds me of our how much of a theater kid are you of course we just have to throw them in sometimes of especially course. with things that are like so close to our heart like weed of course so oh you're my gonna God. so you're gonna answer true or false okay. and then we're gonna score at the end and everyone gets a category okay everyone play along at home everyone play along at home Number one, I started smoking weed in high school. 
False. I'm, I unfortunately was a late bloomer. I didn't start till 2020. It's a really good thing because mm. it's good for it, it is good for. I mean, I started smoking in high school, so yeah. I can't. But it is good for your brain to like not give yourself as many drugs until like you're older. A, I, I, that's fair. That's fair, right? Because doesn't your brain not fully develop till 25? They, that's what they say. I still find that that's like a little too late in life. Yeah, but also think about your. Th- yeah, that's what I'm like. Think about your early 20s. You're like, of wow. course, I, my brain wasn't developed. God, no, that is true. <laughs> Like, I was a wise 25-year-old. So you, yours is true. Mine is true. I started, like, senior year, though. Yeah. And, and like, almost end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have seen Pineapple Express more than three times. False. Oh, my God. I'm ashamed. I'm, no, okay. No, you'll, you'll... Okay. True or false for you? Um, True. Okay. I have a designated drawer in my kitchen for munchy snacks. Oh, I thought you were going to say for joints and stuff. Um, for Well, that's like just my cupboard. Of, of course. And but not for munchy snacks. Oh, like, I'm not like, these are my wheat snacks. I don't either. Yeah. But I, one of our friends the other day showed me her munchy drawer and she oh, organized really? it. And I don't want to say on here, but you know who I'm talking about. And it was amazing. Oh my God. See, when like, I, late, I was like, this is gorgeous. When I have the munchies, you can't keep me to just one drawer. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, but that is such a beautiful thing. Gosh, but that's a good idea. That is a good idea. And like label it, make it fun. Yeah. Oh, I just got hungry. Me too. Um, <laughs> I had a poster of Bob Marley, Dazed or Confused, or Snoop Dogg in my bedroom as a teen or young adult. False. I also did not. No. But we probably slept with someone that did. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Are you kidding? Of course. Of course. Um, I'm able to take a work meeting a little stoned. It depends on the work and it depends on the weed. I feel like you are. I, I probably, I don't know. Sometimes that's like hard for me to focus. It depends like what it is. Yeah, exactly. I know. Cause like also I can giggle if like I look at you on a Zoom sometimes. Oh my God. Even like yesterday, yesterday, we both had the giggles. At that one. We were oh, texting to, each other during I know, a meeting. I forgot to tell you that I had been on um, Bumble and matched with that guy a bunch. Oh, I was like recently. No, no, no. In 2018. <laughs> that's right. And we always were like, why can't we figure out a date? Oh my God. I kind of remember this. Yeah. Wow. Cause he's the CEO of that place that we talked to. That's crazy. And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, who the fuck is that guy? So yeah. That is crazy. Mom. Anyway, <laughs> had to gossip a little bit. Yeah, to me, it just depends, like on the job and on the weed. Like, if it's a can, if it's like two point five milligrams, I honestly think I'd be fine. It's like light; it just makes it a little happy. Yes, I've gotten a, like a little high on the job before. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, we all have. Yeah, exactly. And doing it in the office once, like literally sitting like in an office, was not a good choice. Yeah, it depends. You just have to be also in the mindset. You have to. No, you can't be hung. I did it hungover after that Halloween, oh, the terrible oh. one. Oh, no, it was not no. terrifying. God, I'm getting so distracted. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have smoked a joint first thing in the morning. Weekends, baby. Wake and bake. Of course. Um, I have too. Yes. I have owned a, my own bong. No. Me either. I've only taken a hit from a bong like twice. I feel like we need to change it. I just like love to see you experience it. And just be like, whoa. Because it's just so uh, intense. Yeah. Like, I also haven't for years. Let's get a bong. Whew. Like, let me, like a little mini one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I advise friends and family to indulge in weed when they tell me they have a physical or mental ailment. True 100% of the time. Gorgeous. It's like really my like thing to fix anything. Yeah, just get a little high. If you have cramps, you're feeling a little sick. Truly. Can't sleep. I know. Need to relax. Yeah. Say it, Claire. Say it. <laughs> okay, so that's it. We did okay. eight. Um, okay, so you... Probably like the last half. I think you would got three to five. Yeah, you same. Okay, 
So I scored these, like, you know, in Cosmo, when, like, at the end, they'd be like, three to five. Like, good luck. You're going to, like, be alone. And (laughs) so I tried to do it in the spirit of Cosmo. Of course. Okay, so if you scored one to three, it says, sorry, cutie. You... You should just stick to your white claws for now and Ooh, not come to the herbal side. Burn. So that one's a little sassy and with yeah. love and light if you got that. We don't judge you, but Cosmo does. Yeah, but just like put in the work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, number two. Uh, uh, so if you got three to five, which I think Claire did, you don't define yourself as a stoner, but you aspire to be like Bob. Yeah. Why not? Don't we all? Um, and I think I got three, four, five. Oh, I got five to eight. Okay, so I got... What are you, Tess? Says you're in it to win it. Oh, yeah. Not going for the gold, but going for the green. Tess, so clever. Thank you so much. Cosmo, call her. I haven't looked at this since I wrote it. That was so cute. Thank you so much. Go for the green, babe. Call me Cosmo. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're back to 1969, and Jamaican popular music is changing the sound and tone. So like when Bob was first doing music, it just was a different sound. Yeah. And now it's like a little bit more, it's like slowed down. There's a steady beat. There's a ticking rhythm. And so the best, so the whalers are like, let's capitalize off yeah. this and let's come out with an out with a record. And they did. And it was called The Best of the Whalers. And it had this new sound without the trumpets and saxophones. Oh, but and I do love like, the horns. You, I love I know horn. you do. I know oh, you do. Sunday candy. Oh, God. It just like always gets. It's so good. It's interesting drugs. to think about Bob Marley with like horns. I don't yeah. think about. I guess there's some horns that I. I guess are on there. Yeah, I think at the beginning it was just like horn heavy. Well, and that now... makes sense. They were listening to New Orleans music. Oh, for sure. And now it's more chill. It's like stripped down with like an electric guitar. And I also oh, love, love that. Just, I could just listen to an electric guitar, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so this offers some more success and more like stable recognition. And then in 1972, Bob finally signs with CBS Records independently without the band. Ooh, that's always tough. So 72, he's like, he's in his early 20s, right? 50, 60, oh, of late 20s, I guess. He's born in 45? 45, yeah. 55, 65. So then oh, yes. he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like 28 or something like that. I don't know. Don't this isn't a do, math podcast. Do not ask us to do math especially high. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, my gosh. I'm dying. <laughs> um, So he signs independently, which, like, honestly, the band was like, that sucks. But, like, we always knew that he was going to be the star. Well, that's not what I expected their reaction to be. So. Well, Peter's a little bit more pissed. But Bunny mm. is like, you're my boy. Yeah. And, like, go out and shine. And bring me along with you, maybe. I mean, uh, of course. Yeah. And, and they're still, like, with his success, it's like, what's that thing you always say? Um, high tides ra- raise all ships. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. It is a beautiful, yeah. And, and it's, it's true. It is true. And, like, I think that's how he saw it. Um, and he goes on a UK tour with Johnny Nash. Do you know Johnny Nash? He no. sings, I can see clearly Oh, yes. Now. What the a great... rain is gone. Perfect for today. Uh, truly. That, that is how we feel. <laughs> um, but I think he's also, like, okay, like, we're having some success in the UK. People, like, definitely now know who I am in Jamaica. Oh, in the UK? Yes. Because he signs in with, P- with oh, right. CBS in the UK. And that's when he goes on that tour. So he's opening for Johnny Nash. And people right. are like, okay. And I think he's really like, how can we break my kind of music into the United States? And he's like, I'm very aware that at this time, it was only these like white college kids in the 70s who wanted to listen to me. And he was like, that was fine. But I was also like, 
this isn't really like made for you. Mm, yeah, that's so interesting. You know? My God, don't I, I see that all the time? But I do feel like white people like claimed Bob Marley like yeah. as his own as just as their own. And it's he's like, like, that's not what I intended. Like, at truly, all. he's like, thanks for the record sales, but also like enough. Yeah, enough of you guys. Enough, <laughs> Taylor Armstrong. Enough, enough. Um, wow, so he- what an interesting like also. Um, conflict within yourself no I don't even know if conflict's the word no yeah being like okay like I'm getting some fame recognition more money it's also like not going towards people that I think would actually relate to this more yeah yeah who I'm making it for a hundred percent white people always stealing and stealing and stealing (laughs) classic we will be talking about that later this month as well yeah no kidding it's a history podcast after all that is true um so Okay, so the whalers are still booking. They're bo- oh. they're booking and busy. So he's double booked. He is double booked. Okay, and so the whalers were scheduled to open seventeen shows in the United States for Sly and the Family Stone. Do you know that yeah, is? that that name sounds familiar. That's like a famous like seventies yeah. rock band. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Um, and after four shows, they're fired from this tour. Just to, like show you how much people were really liking them because they were more popular. Like, people would, like, boo when they left the stage. Like, they wanted them, like, for longer. They were, like... People would go to the show to see the opener. And they're literally, like... And then people would, like, leave after and stuff. So they're fired because they're, like, fuck. Like... We can't have you as our opener. Yes. Wow. And, like, while that is a nice sentiment, that's also, like, okay, now we just... We're fired from a show. We're not getting paid the rest of this money. Right. We're not getting to go to different cities to, like, get more exposure, more popular. They needed, like, a manager to be, like... I'm going to help you guys. At this point, like, they need a little direction. Yeah. But all three of them are like, you know what? We can still play casually together, but, like, let's, like, we just don't really see how this is going to, like, work, so we should all be pursuing a solo career at the same time. Wow. But then it said that, and then in so much more of my research, I'm like, then they did this together and this, so I think they still did, but it wasn't, like, the camaraderie and, like, hope that they were, like, we're going to be this big thing. They almost came back as, like, not like a has-been band, but, like, I think they came back as, like... We'll do our greatest, but we're not going to keep moving forward. Yeah, yeah. We like want to focus on our own thing, but it's like a fun yeah, thing but with like, our friends we'll to do. We'll sing like the hit singles yeah. and stuff, and like probably get a good chunk of change from it. Um, and was Bob the only singer in the Whalers, or were they all singers? They, I think he's the only one singing. Okay. Yeah, because I think Peter. I actually don't know. <laughs> I just don't know, and I can't remember the. Vi- I can't remember. The images okay. and all of what they – yeah. So, once again, <laughs> do your homework. Do your homework. Um, and also, there. remember before when I was like there was a little bit of tension between Peter yeah. and Bob? So, in like Bob's new wave of just like I am chill with everything. I'm smoking the weed. I'm connecting to whatever he's really believing in. Yeah. There's a little tension between Peter and him because like – at this time, Bob is kind of becoming the symbol of peace and unity for like a very troubled nation, and people. So are, he's like getting big enough in the states to. He's getting big enough where he's speaking out about it, and he's not really like making these grand statements, but he's more just like, "Why don't we love each other? Yeah. Why can't we all come together?" And I think for someone like Peter, was very much like this unity is giving people false hope, mm. and I'm kind of on the other side where I'm like, "Yeah, like this isn't a great political situation that we're in." But he's like, there is one good for Peter. He's like, there is one good side. There's the good side and the bad side. And for Bob to be coming up here and being like, let's just chill everyone. He's like, it's kind of, it's kind of annoying. Right. He's like, that's not helping anything actually. And it's like, that's a nice idea, but that's not actually like, he's like, that's not realistic in or, Peter's eyes. Or productive. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Um, and I understand that. I understand that too. Of like pick us, and like yes. that can be frustrating too. Even like when you're in an arg- argument, you know. Yes. And like you like look at a friend, and they're like, "Well, you're like pick my side." Yes. You know, yeah, it's just totally. like it's a thing. Um. So in 1975, Bob has his international breakthrough with his first hit outside of Jamaica. So he's finally like. We're getting there. Yes. We're getting there, and the people are finding me. Um, and it's called No Woman, No Cry. No Woman, No Cry. <laughs> <laughs> it all circles back to The Office. So funny. A show I have never seen. Yeah, it's the inside joke um, between our friends. Because, like, The Office just really does not seem like a test show. And so we're all, like, convinced she hasn't actually seen it. But why doesn't it seem like a new show? I don't know. I think it's, like, too many, like, cubicles and suits. Like, it just does not seem like your vibe. I watched every episode. And it's so funny. Every Sunday in high school. Wow. It is so but good. Hey, but everyone that meets me is like, yeah, that doesn't seem like your vibe. But like, no. I think it's so funny and I love like. I mean, it is. Like, oh who my could God. not love it? It's so funny. Um, so anyway. Wow, that was his first song. No Woman, No Cry. The first one that hit around the world. Wow. Um, of course he's in the 70s too. I didn't like really know what time periods place him in, but of course it's the 70s. I also don't know what time period I'm in at all. <laughs> I'm like, where are we? Is this the 70s? Is this this the 80s? Um, So this is followed by a breakthrough album in the U.S., um, Rasta Man Vibration, in 1976, which reached the top 50 of the Billboard Soul Charts. Wow. So he really is leaning into Rasta. He really is. Yeah. He really is. Wait, top 40 in the Soul Charts? Top 50. Billboard. 50. Wow. Yeah. 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 So he's he's up there. Okay, so December 3rd, 1976, it's two days before this concert is, he- is held in Jamaica called Smile Jamaica. And it its purpose, its, its vision is to aim, you know, to bring like a little less tension between the two political parties mm-hmm. I had been mentioning. So what was going on? Let's talk a little bit about this tension. So a general election was due in Jamaica in early 1977. And in 1976, there was an escalation in pre-existing political conflict between supporters of the left wing's People's National Party, Mm -hmm. the PMP, of Prime Minister Michael Manley, and the pro-U.S. opposition Jamaica Labor Party, the GLP. So a state of emergency was declared in June because of just how much— Did you say pro-U.S. opposition? Mm -hmm. So, like— was the U.S. trying to get involved, and they were like, "Yeah, let's have I the th- U.S.," and the other people are like, "Let's stay." As the I think individual. they were trying to, yeah, get into it. Yeah. Um. So a state of emergency was declared because just tensions were very high. There was a lot of violence. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, disagreements. Um. And so then in October, the Ministry of Culture planned a free concert to bring people together to diffuse tension and asked Bob to participate. Does, does this ever work? No. And, you know, it's a, you know, it's, it's like, it's sorry little... to bring it there, but just like what we saw in the Grammys where I was like, guys, like, I understand what you're trying to do, but you think like this major world conflict is going to be solved by people playing instruments together, which is like very <sighs> Peter mindset. It's exactly. It's yeah. like saying, you know, like all these. Yeah. Oh my God. That was cringe. I, I thought so too. It's like such a privileged event with all these people and like disgusting amount of money being like look what we have on the stage i'm like oh well look what's going on yes exactly but so (sighs) i understand like even with this music festival and i hope that it was good but it's like that also kind of seems like a terrible idea to bring people who like like, hate each other together when there's been all of these fights going on it's like now it's all being the same and being a huge like crowd without like any way to like Contain people like that sounds like a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea, Claire. Oh, no. And to remind you of Bob's sort of stance with everything, he was quoted to say, uh, to say, 
I don't stand for the black man's side. I don't stand for the white man's side. I just stand for God's side. So as you can imagine, if he's saying something like that when people have such passionate sides politically and probably morally and socially and everything, that's a very frustrating statement. No kidding. So at 8.30 p.m. on December 3rd, 1976, two days before this concert, seven men armed with guns raided Bob's house at 56 Hope Road. Marley and his band were on a break from rehearsal. Marley's wife, Rita, was shot in the head in her car. (gasps) No. In the driveway. The gunmen shot Marley in the chest and arm. His manager at the time, Don Taylor, was shot in the legs and torso. Band employees, Lewis Griffith, took a bullet to his torso as well. But there were no fatalities. Rita survived? She survived. I have the chills. I know. She was shot in the head. I know. I wonder. And if... Bob Marley was shot in the chest. Yes, they all survived. Who were these people? So, Bob. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Bob told concert chairman Trevor Phillips that the leader of the Jamaican Labor Party, Edward Sega, Michael Manley's political opponent, was alleged to have ordered the bodyguard Lester Jim Brown to be present during the shooting. So he's now like, this was a political thing. Like, I don't know who shot me, but like, I know who put, a, who, who put him up to it. Who put him up to it. And Nancy Burke, who was Bob's neighbor and friend, recalled hearing Whaler's percussionist, Alvin Patterson, say, it's, it's Sega, that guy. It's like, what? I guess because he's just such a big symbol to people. It's like, why would you ever get him involved? No, and he wasn't even really like taking a side, but I'm sure, I'm sure there are ways to be like, well, I can assume, yeah, you know, what he's doing or like if he's harming our side. That's crazy. It's like literally he's just a singer, guys. I know. And he's like literally high all day, you know, like he's like recording like with his band at his house. Um, and so. Holy shit. I know. Um, so after the shooting, numerous reports indicated that the gunmen returned to Tivoli Gardens, a neighborhood loyal to the JPL. So Bob, Bob is not happy, and they all survive. I think but that's crazy, though. which is truly why I actually like really wonder like what like to a head like it must have then had to go Ugh. not on who knows your brain. Oh my like god, not your brain. Terrible. Um. So he's like the far right ordered this, you know did this to make sure that the concert didn't happen which it didn't that's crazy that that's your way of making i I guess like that makes sense why they would go after him now because before it's like what the fuck no i know but that's disgusting it is absolutely disgusting but then from this experience um he wrote the song i shot the sheriff because he was like you know what but i did not kill the deputy exactly oh my god that was that's crazy that that song is from such a traumatic event. Uh, truly, though. And it feels very, you know, like what we're saying at the beginning, like it feels very light. And yes. like, oh, let's all put oh, this wow. on. And, but like there's some dark. I mean, that's traumatic. That Absolutely is. Absolutely traumatic. Um, okay. So now we're in 1977. And he has this new album called Expedus. And it's a massive commercial success. It cements his star status. And he goes on a worldwide tour. Mm-hmm. However, in July 1977, Bob is diagnosed with a type of melanoma under his right toe. He had seen two doctors before a biopsy was done, and it confirmed lentigenous melanoma, which unlike other melanomas, which usually appear on skin exposed to the sun, Mm. um, it it occurs in places that are easy to miss, such as the sides of your feet, such as under your toe. And it is that that's such a good point. Like it's not exposed to sun, and it's most common with people with darker skin because Mm. it's harder to see. Wow. 
Um, and it's not mentioned in a lot of popular medical textbooks. Well, that what you just said exactly checks out. Exactly. Are we shocked? Are we shocked? Um, so Marley rejected his doctor's advice to have his toe amputated. <gasps> his whole toe because of religious beliefs. Oh, and so, Rasta. Yeah. Sorry. Rasta, yeah. Rastafarian beliefs, I guess, are maybe no certain, no amputation. Oh no, my like, God. And so. No. Mm-hmm. And so they did like a little, I guess, like the the nail and the nail bed were removed, but they really were like, we need to cut off this entire toe yeah. if you want it, if you don't want this to spread. And he was like, no, I think it's going to be fine. I'm going to like. Bob pray and it's I that can be really hard to hear definitely frustrating definitely definitely frustrating so despite his illness he continues touring and he's at this point like he's not terribly sick but like he's not it's not great I mean he has cancer and it's like spreading very fast oh my god and he is just like he's in his early 30s which is just so sad like I always pictured him when this was happening like in his 50s right because i think also when you look at someone when you're younger everyone just knows older that's to you. true but that is crazy i know but he had some good moments um before things got really bad he had a hundred thousand people that came to see him in milan italy oh um and after that show he went to the united states where he performed two shows at madison madison square garden in new york wow. which was like epic but then when he was in Central Park during that tour, he was jogging, um, he ended up collapsing, and he was sent to the hospital where he found out that the cancer had spread to his brain, oh lungs, my God. and liver. So I had very no cl- idea that this is how he goes. I didn't, I didn't either. Oh my God. That's so frustrating as like always it is with these illnesses. I know. It's like it's just not fair. I know. No, it's crazy. Um, he was about to sign a monumental new record deal with a $10 million advance that didn't happen. Um, his famous album, uh, was to be legend, a 1984 hits collection released by Island records, um, which has now become one of the best selling albums of all time. Is it, he, he recorded it, but Uh I don't think he like saw, I mean, Uh. he didn't like see the success of it. (sighs) And um, he ended up dying on May 11th, 1981 at 36 years old. And I was like, no easy way to go into this transition. That's but like crazy that it was just like all of a sudden you're becoming huge. Yep. And it's like you could have got your toe removed. Yep. Oh, this, my God. I know. At 36? At 36. God, he was so young. I know. This quote says his role in turning reggae into a worldwide phenomenon is one of the reasons the category of world music was invented in 1987 to help stars break out from beyond America and Europe, many of whom inevitably got described as the Bob Marley of their homeland. Wow. So he did he this might be a dumb question. Did he create reggae? Was it like a genre before or is it like something that he kind of started doing? And it seems like you said I from think, that quote, he like felt passionate about. I think it. like him and the whalers like really created it. Yeah, like they they all took the inspiration together, yes. and so I think like, I think like the the I think the three of them did Bunny, yeah. Peter, and him. Yeah, for sure. And then he like wanted to spread. Yeah, and and he was always going to be the star. Yeah, I mean, you're just born that way. Exactly. Some of us have it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us now. <laughs> 
Um, but you guys did want to hear about a conspiracy yes, theory okay. about his death. And I thought it was going to be like a bunch of them. It's just this one conspiracy theory. Okay. I didn't know that he had conspiracy theories about his death until I saw the poll. There is there there is this one and there's two versions of it. But I'm just going to say the one that is kind of like the better the better known one. Okay. So how else could Bob Marley have passed? Yeah. So in 2018, rappers T.I. and Busta Rhymes reignited a bizarre conspiracy theory about the death of Bob. So they shared a screenshot on Instagram of an article quoting a supposed ex-CIA agent called Bill Oxley. According to the article on Vanguard, a Nigerian news site, Oxley claimed he had infected Marley with cancer when he was posing as a New York Times photographer in order to gain access to the singer at his Blue Mountains retreat in Jamaica. What? He said he infected his... A toe pricking his toe with cancer viruses and bacteria because he got close enough to him because he was like posing as a photographer. So with his toe, with his toe, and he said that when and oh, and he gave him new shoes, and so he had like a prick of something. I just like don't imagine cancer being something that you like infect people with. You know what I mean? I don't think it really works that way. Yeah, I I don't know anything, but I don't think so either. No, I think that's like impossible Uh, yeah um and so he said he gave him a pair of converse all-stars size 10 when he tried on the right shoe he screamed out that's what people think this is literally guys this was the only conspiracy theory i could find why would he kill him um because his dad uh worked for the cia and they wanted him dead (laughs) well it's always like but why does the cia want them dead i thought this whole episode you guys by the way was going to be an entire episode about these conspiracy theories because I had saw I saw something and I was like, oh, this could be like an hour worth episode of just this is the only thing. It's like a very like silly. Do people? I wonder if there's a conspiracy theory because I feel like there often is with celebrities who died that like he is not really dead too and mm. like hiding somewhere, like, uh, like John Lennon. Like John Lennon, I think there's one about there's, like James Dean. Oh too. yeah, Elvis. I think Guys, is one. I think they're all. They're I all think they're. Passed. Yeah, I think it, we just gotta let the mouse go. And I know, like, we all mourn things in different ways. Yeah. But like, you gotta accept some things are final. That conspiracy you know? theory is so weird. Also, there's like, I feel like with a conspiracy theory, you need like t- something to be like, ooh, it could be real. And it's like that. No, this is just like, oh, you like put on a shoe and you had like a little ball of cancer in there, yeah. and then all of a sudden you have it. Like that's not how it works. Yeah. So that's really all. <laughs> that's really all I can say. You happy? You happy? <laughs> no, I hope you guys have enjoyed this. It's been crazy. Um, his voice was an omnipresent cry in our electronic world. His sharp features, majestic looks, and prancing style of vivid etching on the landscape of our minds. Bob Marley was never seen. He was an experience which left an undeniable print with each encounter. Such a man cannot be erased from our mind. He is part of the collective consciousness of the nation. Wow. Well said. I mean, he is someone that is, like, so unique and all of his own, especially, like, at that time, too. Yeah, he's creative. He created yeah. a new sound. He got people to think about peace. Yeah. Which I know there's some problematic things to that, too, but, like... And I also don't want to be negative in that. Like, we should be striving for peace. No, I think it just, like, we talked about it, feels so, like, not concrete. Yeah, And not sometimes productive. can feel... Yeah, just not productive. But, of course, anyone that's, like, especially in these times of... 60s and 70s when like the world is not in a great place to preach like unity and yes. community and like have an escape too with like their art exactly really needed exactly and he was hot and he was hot and yeah. like you know people still love him today and i hope you found out a little bit more information in some ways than you ever yeah i mean i could have imagined 
I had no idea about that. And that's why that on the trailer it was when the like assault or the like mm-hmm. attack happened. Yeah, and she was like, "Turn it off right now." Turn I actually am off. curious to see the movie. I'm I, scared. I know I'm scared too, but I'm curious, Same. and especially now that we've listened to the episode, like we have to go see it. Of course, well, we should we should smoke and then go French fries and martinis, uh, like we do with every Ram movie. Yeah, and we have to do that. If you guys also want to start doing that, take a picture if you ever go. Like if you see Bob Marley, post. Post it, tag us, and have a martini and fries because that's the Ram special. Yeah, that is truly what we've done with every movie or subject that has Ugh. been made into a movie. It's so fun. It's so fun. Treat yourself. Exactly. And happy Valentine's Day this week. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. Happy Galentine's Day. Day, more importantly. Tell someone you love them. Yeah, exactly. And that's really all, all it's about. And we love you guys. We you do. Rammies are our Valentines. Our forever Valentines. Yeah. We love you. Great All job, right. Tess. Oh, thank you. Thanks Welcome. for listening, guys. Follow us at Right Inches Mostly on Instagram, TikTok. If you go to our web or if you go to our link tree, you can find all of the things there, rightanswersmostly.com. Which is get, in our show notes. Yes. To get pa- Patreon merch. Yep. And just all the good discount codes, all the good stuff. We That's have right. For you. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Yes, we will. Bye, Randy. Bye.